Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. This is where you learn how to create a happy, nurturing relationship with your children without anxiety, stress, or guilt. Carefree parenting, helping you be the kind of parent you've always wanted to be. I'm transformational parenting coach Vinita Zutshi, and today's episode is the attitude change that will rejuvenate your relationship with your child. I had taken my daughter to her friend's house for a play date. The girls were six years old. The mother chatted with me, sitting on the bed, while the girls played on the floor. After some time, she sat next to the girls and said, "Do you know how much I love my little girl?" Then she held her daughter in a tight hug. The girls started squirming and asking to be let go. The mother said, "No, I love you so much, so much, so much that I can't possibly stop hugging you till you understand how much I love you." The girl protested, saying, "Mummy, let me play. You're spoiling our game. Let me go." But the mother wouldn't. Eventually, the daughter pulled herself away forcibly. and began gathering the toys to go to another room it was peak summer and the air conditioning had been switched on only in the room we were in the mother instantly stood up and said no you stay here we'll go to another room her daughter said you can stay but you go and sit on the bed let us play don't disturb us this was the first such display i'd seen so i was quite bemused i asked the mother if everything was okay she said You don't understand Vinita. I love her so much, so much that I just can't hold it back. Every time I see her, I want to hug her and squeeze her and pat her and pet her and hold her and have her with me all the time. Over many future visits, she proved the truth of this. Whenever these scenes played out, my daughter and I would carefully exchange looks across the room. We were always across the room from each other. because the other girl always chose a spot as far away from her mother as possible in better weather she would choose another room for them to play in unless i was reading or telling them a story incidentally if you'd like to tell your child stories in an interesting way do check out my tedx talk on how to be a captivating storyteller just go to youtube and type vinita zutshi tedx and you should be able to watch it but i was telling you about this mother and child Over time, the daughter would literally run to the other side of the room or house whenever she saw her mother. That lady would be hurt. She would tell me, "See, she doesn't love me." Gently I said, "After all, if she doesn't want to be hugged, she cut me off mid-sentence. You don't understand. You and your daughter don't seem the hugging kissing type, but not everyone is like you. Also, I work all day and have very little time with her." While you work freelance and are around your daughter for much longer, it's not the same thing. If you were in my position, you'd know. I was so taken aback at her comment that I couldn't respond. It was good I said nothing, because she was not open to listening. But here are the things that went through my mind. One, just because you don't see us hugging and cuddling doesn't mean it doesn't happen, or that we don't hug, or that we don't like it. Strangely enough. I was reminded of this more than a decade later when I was seeing off my daughter for a month long summer program abroad with three girls she didn't know. 
As we approached the departure gate, one of the other girls was being hugged repeatedly and being told, Take care and we'll miss you. Some of her family members were in tears. My daughter and I walked up and said hello to them and the other two families. When it was time, my daughter looked at me, we said bye to each other and she walked into the airport. The other girls also left and the mother from the large family looked at me and said, She doesn't seem very attached to you. The comment took my breath away. I mean, just because your extended family of 12 comes to see off one child and you weep on each other's shoulders and cannot say goodbye doesn't mean that someone who doesn't do all these things has no emotion at all. So apparently, because my daughter and I are not publicly demonstrative, we don't really care about each other. Physical or verbal demonstrations of affection don't necessarily mean a loving relationship. I don't need to explain this to you. We all know how many people are faking it in public and in private life. So saying the words or performing the actions doesn't mean much when it doesn't come from the heart. And not saying the words and not doing the actions doesn't mean there's nothing in the heart. Secondly, my working freelance has absolutely nothing to do with the time I spend with my daughter. There have been times I've spent just 20 minutes a day with her, six days of the week. This went on for more than six consecutive months. Mind you, I was right there in front of her eyes, but I had told her I was busy and would not be available to her. Likewise, over the years, she has been busy, dancing, working, catching up with friends, whatever. It doesn't matter what she's busy with. If she's busy, it means she doesn't have that time to spend with me, so she's not available to me. And that's fine. In life, we can never be available to anyone all the time. Thirdly, what is all this hugging and kissing about? I have never understood it as love. Anything that you do against the wish of another person, anything you force onto another person, anything you either force them to do or force them to accept from you or another can never be love. Love is about acceptance, about space. If I were to suffocate my daughter all the time, calling my unwanted attentions love, Obviously, she will run away from me. Not only will she run away from me, she will dread being around me since she won't know when I'll unleash my uncontrollable love onto her. Replace the hugging and kissing with slapping or pushing and it'll be easier to understand. Let's look at this from another point of view. Here you are, a loving parent, but you're trying to pay the bills online. Your loving child jumps into your lap or gives you a bear hug or holds your face in his hands and doesn't stop. You begin to push him away till you realize that it's not going to work. So you relax into the hug. Maybe you hug him back thinking he'll be done hugging or holding or whatever in a minute or two. And he does relax his hold. But the minute you try to go back to paying the bills, his hold tightens. If this went on, think about how loving you would feel toward him. You do love him, no doubt about it. But do you feel loving? Of course not. Because though you love him beyond anything and anyone, 
you need to get something done and this is not the time or occasion for his love to find expression in this way for this long that's all there is to it yet we force our attention our love our hugs kisses and cuddles on our children we force ourselves on them i call this bullying not love it may be subtle but it's bullying it's aggressive on your part and it diminishes your child there's another huge and i mean absolutely horrible side effect of this kind of behavior if your child is not able to effectively say no to you do you think he will be able to effectively say no to others who may be trying to bully him abuse him molest him of course he won't because he has learned you have taught him that his refusal is not taken seriously so the nose he says to others will be unsure tentative weak requests rather than strong statements and obviously those noes will also be brushed aside and ignored please please pay attention to this aspect when you force your affections onto your child in short don't force your affections onto your child but you can also force your attention onto your child this is not physical but it is equally harmful imagine you're working on a presentation you need to send in 1 hour it's bad enough that you've had to bring work home but this was a last minute thing you couldn't avoid you've told your child that you need to work on something at this time she comes and tells you how much she loves you she starts telling you about the birthday party she's been invited to later in the week how there's a theme and she needs to plan what to wear yes you are interested but this is not the time for her to say these things to you so you tell her let me finish this then you tell me i'm busy right now if she insists on continuing to talk to you she's bullying you she needs to understand that there is a time and a place for everything this understanding is an essential part of growing up but increasingly i find people are growing older in years without taking this on board i was visiting a friend's office for some work she wanted me to do she has a home office and her 19 year old daughter walked in i was meeting the girl for the very first time so the mother said some things about her to me and some things about me to her i spoke to the girl for a couple of minutes and then my friend and i began to wrap up our meeting finalizing deliverables for the project we must have taken about 10 minutes i was shocked to see that the girl sat there making faces at her mother and showing her impatience for the entire 10 minutes if there was something urgent she could always have excused herself and asked her mother to step out or stepped out herself and texted or called her mother on the phone but she did none of those things she just sat there making faces i was appalled what was she expecting that her mother would not finish the meeting so try to remember that forcing your attention on your child is also counterproductive how many times do you force your attention onto your child you want to get something off your chest so you do it not thinking about whether it is a convenient time for your child what am i building up to 
I began by telling you that this episode is called The Attitude Change That Will Rejuvenate Your Relationship With Your Child. So what is this attitude change? Here it is in one sentence. Every time you think about your child or interact with your child, think about how you would behave if the person in front of you was your colleague, someone you worked with. In short, treat your child with respect. Does this sound strange to you? Most parents think of their children as little people who belong to them. Like your clothes belong to you, or your house, or your teeth. Yes, they are your children, but they don't belong to you. They belong to themselves, just as you should belong to yourself. Not to your parents or spouse or child or anyone or anything else. Most cultures emphasize respect as something that younger people give to elders, be they parents, grandparents or others in society. But children rarely get much respect. They are handled, fiddled with, hugged, kissed, spoken to and treated like things. Think of how your child treats a toy. Often, this is how you treat your child. Let me list a few examples since I am sure that right now you disagree violently with me. You meet a child. You ask their name, age and all kinds of things about them. Then, believing that you have met the child, you shift your focus to the adults present and begin or continue your conversation with them. Don't you think the child deserves to know your name? Something about you in return for his curtsy in sharing so much about himself? He's too young to have the self-confidence to ask. But you can make him comfortable by telling him without his asking. But how many people do this? And so the child is forced to say, That lady who was wearing the green shirt, who brought the flowers, who came the day we ate pizza for dinner, and so on, when referring to you. Can you imagine meeting someone at work, asking them all those questions and then happily ignoring them and talking to others? Of course you wouldn't behave this way. But you do with your kids and with other kids. Here's another example. How often do we talk about kids as if they're not around? How often do we answer questions they have been asked? If they don't learn to talk to strangers while we're with them, they'll never learn to talk to strangers. And everyone is a stranger till you get to know them. Today, a child's ability to speak with anyone is anyway severely compromised on another count, their digital addiction. Most young children I meet are unable to make the most basic conversation with someone they're meeting for the first time. Either they are focused on the people familiar to them or they are watching something on some device. Visitors are treated like a delivery of groceries. Something the child has nothing to do with. And in this situation, we as parents are so keen that the person asking the question gets a full and fluent answer that we don't let our kids answer. We jump in and the child is forced to be silent. How many times do you ask your child to perform in front of a visitor or show them some art? You think this is normal. A way to show the visitor how talented your child is. But I wonder how you would react if your child asked you to show a visitor your perfume collection or the tie you just bought. Sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? When I put it this way. Yet, 
we do this all the time. How many times do you insist on things being done your way? Just because you're older and you've done it before and you're wiser and time and effort will be saved if it's done your way. Here's an example from my life. I can be quite impatient and I like to do things quickly, not draw them out. Once we were expecting guests and the house looked like it had been hit by a tornado. The guests were staying over so fixing the house involved more than just picking up and putting away. I had to create space in the closet, figure out towels and other linens etc. My daughter has always helped from the time she was a baby. In fact, every time I asked her to do something my father overheard, he used to tell me, I should watch out or I might be jailed for child labor. <laughs> anyway, I began firing a whole bunch of instructions at her. She had to do these things in the order in which I was saying them so that they would be accomplished quickly and efficiently. My goal was to tell her everything that had to be done in one room so I could go to the other room and do whatever needed to be done there. She stopped me instantly saying she couldn't remember so many things in the correct order. I protested saying it was simple and basic and she shouldn't have a problem remembering it. She's blessed with a good memory so I was confident saying this. She counted immediately, saying much of what she was supposed to do was stuff she didn't normally do, so it was not so easy for her to hold so many unfamiliar things in her head in the right order, especially when I was firing the instructions at her. I began shaking my head in exasperation when she disappeared, came back with a pen and paper and asked me to tell her everything again. It took an extra minute, but she had a list she could work from. And I was free to go to the other room and get work done. So treat your child with respect. The same kind of respect you would show to a colleague at work. Rejuvenate your relationship with your child and enjoy being a carefree parent. Got comments, feedback or suggestions? Want to share your stories and experiences? Write to me at vinita at carefreeparenting.com That's V-I-N-I-T-A at C-A-R-E-F-R-E-E-P-A-R-E-N-T-I-N-G dot com. Visit www.carefreeparenting.com for lots more tips and to consult me personally. I'm transformational parenting coach Vinita Zutshi and you've been listening to Carefree Parenting. I'll catch you next Friday at 7 o'clock in the evening. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट